to the Flourish Podcast with Dr. Tony Ingram, where you will hear straight from some of the best practitioners and leaders in wellness on how to take control of your family's physical, spiritual, and mental health, because we are all designed to flourish. As a reminder, this show is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the Flourish Podcast should be taken as medical advice. For your own specific medical advice, please always consult with your own healthcare providers. Now on today's podcast, we have a bit of a shorter episode. We had a few uh, posts and reels on Instagram that got a lot of people talking and asking questions. And so we wanted to take time to answer those questions. So did an Instagram live answering questions. And I wanted to make sure that all of my podcast viewers and podcast listeners had the same information as well. So today's episode is yours truly answering your most common questions on some of our most recent content. And I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Ingram here from Flourish Dental Boutique, and I wanted to jump on um, and answer some of the comments and messages that we've been getting, um, because some of you guys have some really great comments and questions. So I wanted to answer a few of those today, um, despite the fact that I'm in my office with terrible lighting and no microphone, so I hope you can hear me. Um, it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, okay, so the first one is easiest to answer. Somebody commented and said, who's Dr. Ingram? What's their specialty? Um, so I'm Dr. Ingram. I'm Tony Ingram. I'm a general dentist that practices more holistic biological dentistry. So biological dentistry, it's not a recognized specialty, uh, but I am a general dentist and the focus of my practice is all things holistic and biological. Uh, hey, Michael. <laughs> um, okay, next question is my, what is my approach with pediatric airway and enlarged tonsils. So that one is kind of a big one. Um, anytime I see a kiddo with, oh hi Judah, uh, anytime I see a kiddo with airway issues, if we're not breathing well, don't seem to be sleeping well, there are issues with airway, then we really want to get to what the cause of it is because there are, multiple potential causes. If we feel like it truly is airway, either their anatomy is too small or there are enlarged tonsils making it too small. Um, if, it, if tonsils are not a factor and it's just anatomy, um, then obviously we wanna look at that, but there are dental solutions to that like expanders, myofunctional therapy, lip and tongue tie revision, things like that. If we know that the tonsils are enlarged, which a lot of times we can see visually, um, even though I can't, I'm not an ENT, I can't diagnose anything with the tonsils, but if I see that they're kind of big and bulky, or if it looks like the tonsils are, are kissing back there in the back of their throat, then again, the, the ear, nose, and throat doctor is not my first go-to, 
we really want to see if we can why those tonsils are enlarged to begin with. Um, if it looks like there's some, you know, we, we want to check for food intolerances, allergies, then we might be referring to our functional medicine practitioners. And we've got several pediatric functional medicine docs who are amazing in the area. Um, it could be that there is a lip and tongue tie that's causing some mouth breathing and the mouth breathing is then causing inflammation in the tonsils. That can cause the tonsils to be enlarged. Um, so then, then our answer might be, or one of our answers might be to revise the lip and tongue. It just kind of depends. So every kiddo is different and it's just a matter of getting to those root cause issues. But if there's any way that we can address that tonsil or adenoid hypertrophy, those really, really large tonsils, if we can refer to a colleague who can address the root cause and get them to shrink up on their own, that's always ideal. It can't always happen. And so then we have to balance that with how bad are kiddos symptoms. If we're really having a rough time and we're really not sleeping and it's impacting behavior, it's impacting growth, it's impacting health in other ways, then sometimes, then maybe our first referral is the, the ear, nose and throat doctor. So it just kind of depends and depends on the severity of the case. Um, okay, next question. Were thoughts on getting dental work done during pregnancy, specifically in the first trimester? So excellent question. It is typically very safe to get dental work done during first trimester, uh, during any pregnant, any part of pregnancy. Most of what we do is safe and you just always have to weigh the risk and the benefits. If we have a choice, if it's something that's not urgent and we can wait until second trimester, then we wanna wait until second trimester. If it's something elective, then yeah, we we prefer, let's just put that, put off the elective things if we can until after baby's here. But if it's something where it's more disease management, like there's a cavity that needs to be treated, then, or especially if there's any kind of gum inflammation, gum issues, then a lot of times treating that sooner rather than later is, is best. But if we have a choice and if we can wait, then the second trimester is kind of that magic time where everything's just a little bit easier. Um, as far as what we do, you know, we are always, we're always careful with x-rays, but even more so when people are pregnant, uh, when women are pregnant, sorry. Um, we want to make sure that we're always very, very careful with who we give x-rays to and how much. So we make that as minimal as we can. Um, we typically are not going to do any kind of laughing gas. So our sedation options are obviously much, much different when someone's pregnant. And we want to make sure that we're working hand in hand and we are at least collaborating and getting the okay from midwife, nurse practitioner, OB, whoever is taking care of you while you're pregnant. So that is that. But typically we can do most anything treatment wise. All right. Another good question. Practical changes to make regarding fluoride detox. Um, this one's a tough one because when you ingest fluoride, it does it, what it's 
designed to do, why it's a tool to help prevent cavities is it gets taken up by the bony structure. Um, in, in the enamel, it gets taken up and it replaces calcium in the enamel matrix. Um, so we wanna make sure that if we're trying to eliminate fluoride from our body, then the first step would be to not ingest it anymore. And to me, that's that's really all you can do. You can you can do get out in the sun, you know, get lots of vitamin D if you can, do some vitamin C. But really, as far as detoxing from fluoride, the best thing that you can do is just try your best not to ingest it anymore. I think it's not practical. I wouldn't say impossible, but it's not practical to avoid it altogether just because it's everywhere. Uh, you know, if it's in the water supply, then even if you're not drinking tap water, anytime you eat out at a restaurant or have packaged foods, anything that you're eating or drinking that is made with water from a municipal water source is more than likely going to have fluoride in it. So I think doing your, your best uh, and being realistic with that is all you can do to avoid fluoride. And I would say, leave it at that. That's your best detox from it. Uh, next question, is there a way to remove sealants? I regret allowing them to be placed on my kid's teeth. Um, yes, there is a way to remove sealants. Sometimes for a lot of kiddos, it's maybe not worth the hassle. It just depends on the situation. I would say if a sealant is in place and it's perfect and it's doing fine, and if dental work is maybe not super easy to get done on your kiddo, then it might make more sense just to leave them in place. But um, because it does, in order to remove them, it takes getting out a drill and being very, very careful and removing just the, seal the sealant and no tooth. Um, so it's probably almost as much work as doing a small filling would be to remove those sealants. So I don't know that that would be my first choice necessarily. But if you're already in there, if you're already having, if the dentist is already having to get in kiddo's mouth for some reason or another, then I, and you know, kiddo's doing well, dental work is easy, and you want to remove sealants, then yeah, it is possible to remove them. Okay, next question is one I got several questions on in several different forms, was a, a reel that I did about sealants. Several people asked, about probiotics. You know, if the whole the whole goal is to make sure that we're populating teeth with beneficial bacteria, what are those beneficial bacteria and how do we get those? Is there a probiotic that works? And I'll just for background, there used to be a probiotic that I used in my practice um, years and years ago that worked really, really well. And anytime patients started on this probiotic, their gums looked better, their teeth looked better, they had less plaque buildup, better breath, their teeth would even whiten a little bit. Um, it was great. And then they changed their formulation. 
and um, and I stopped seeing the same benefits in patients that were using it. So I quit carrying that probiotic and have not used one since. So I am especially just from these comments alone, clearly it's an area where we really want that extra, that extra oomph. You know, if we're, if our diet's not perfect, which a lot of us don't have a perfect diet, um, especially our kiddos, then, um, then we want to maybe supplement with some probiotics that would be beneficial. So in the, the current research, the studies that I'm seeing, it looks like there are quite a few strains that are really beneficial. Um, these have been oh, out for a while, on the market for a while, um, So, and I jotted them all down, so forgive me for looking away. But the most common beneficial bacterial strains that we have in our mouth are um, several strep bacteria and several lactobacillus bacteria. So Lactobacillus ruteri, Lactobacillus salivarius, uh, Streptococcus salivarius, and there's two of those. There's K12 and M18, so those are two really good ones. Lactobacillus paracasei, and let's see, another one. Lactobacillus rhamnosus is a really good one, and Strep thermophilus is another good one for cavity prevention uh, and just overall good oral health. Those are the ones that are found to be most prevalent in healthy mouths. So when we're looking for an oral probiotic, those are the strains that we're wanting to look for. Um, there are a few brands out there now. I have not done good clinical studies on how effective, meaning in my practice, I haven't done good, good research to see, you know, pros, cons, before and after with these specific brands, but I will be testing them because of your questions. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, and we will see which ones are, seem to be the most effective. So there are a few brands out on the market that have multiple of these strains of beneficial bacteria. Orasana is one of them. Replenish the Good is the brand of another probiotic. Super Teeth. And then there's a brand new one from Bristle, the same company that does the saliva test. And so the Bristle probiotic is, I think, the newest on the market and is one that I've just ordered to test out to see how that does. Um, I'll test it on my own mouth then with team members here and then we'll start rolling it out to patients too because we absolutely want to help out diet when we can, help out you know, oral hygiene when we can. If there's a way that we can help populate the mouth with beneficial bacteria, then we absolutely want to do that. Um, let's see, there's a question in the comments right now from David. Hi, David. Uh, just got a deep cleaning. Any suggestions on maintaining it? Ooh, I love this question uh, because we talk about that with patients a lot. We should never, ever have to repeat a deep cleaning. And if you have to repeat a deep cleaning, to me, that is a huge loss on your dental practitioner's part. That means that 
we didn't give you the information you needed to maintain it on your own at home. Um, <laughs> Michael just says, got a big pack of xylitol gum. <laughs> Thanks to the cavity course. I love it. Good job. <laughs> Uh, you can find the Cavity Cure course online, and I think there's a link in our bio to get to it. So thank you for that little reminder. Um, okay, so deep cleaning wise, absolutely, we want you to be doing things at home to help maintain it. I would say diet wise, you want to focus on brightly colored fruits and vegetables because antioxidants are your friend when it comes to gum health. We want to decrease inflammation, and the best way to do that is systemically. Diet, lifestyle, so exercise, get out in the sun, drink plenty of water. If you want to supplement, like let's say you, know, you wanna beef up what you're already working hard for diet-wise, then supplements, I would say vitamin C would be the primary one. Um, vitamin D is also helpful too, especially if you're deficient and a lot of people are. So focus on antioxidants. Um, hygiene wise, I absolutely, to maintain your deep cleaning, think that some extra oral hygiene, like if, you're, if your hygienist didn't already go over this with you, then ask for another appointment and have them coach you on exactly what you should be doing at home. Because for me, I'm not a one size fits all, everybody should brush with this toothbrush, floss with this floss, um, and do X, Y, and Z. Every patient is different. Um, every patient's skill level, like hand manual dexterity is different. And so we want to change the tools that we're using based on what is most helpful not only for your mouth and how your teeth are spaced and where your gums are and how they look but also for what's actually practical for you to get in there so you absolutely want some one-on-one -on -one, like oral hygiene instruction you want some coaching on what you should be doing to clean them and how often i'm i want to do another post or a reel regarding mouthwash specifically because this is an area where there's a lot of stuff out there that I disagree with. I don't love most mouthwashes that are available in the big box stores. Most of them might kill germs, but they either have a ton of alcohol or they're highly acidic. Uh, a lot of these mouthwashes can do more harm than good. But if you needed a deep cleaning, then I actually do really want you to use some type of therapeutic mouth rinse. And there are several things that that could be. There's one that I carry in my office that I really like a lot called Stella Life and it um, has some homeopathic ingredients. It's really soothing. It helps decrease inflammation. Um, you can try some at the health food store, something that doesn't have alcohol and that's really, really gentle and preferably something that's not acidic. Um, I have some patients who really, we just need to keep things super, super simple ingredient wise. We've got a lot of patients with different allergies and sensitivities 
and I will literally have them rinse with nothing else than warm salt water. We'll have them make their own saline. Um, and so, and that can be not only soothing, it can be anti-inflammatory, it can kill bacteria, it can do a lot of things that we wanna do without wiping out all of your oral microbiome because that's what we want. We wanna kill the, the bad stuff, but we don't wanna do so in a way that also knocks out the good bacteria too, unless we're really intentional with doing that for a short period of time and then adding the beneficial bacteria back in. So, but good job getting your deep cleaning done. I hope it went well. And I hope you're not sore tomorrow and I hope everything goes fabulous and that you never have to have it done again. Okay, so that, those were the main ones that I wanted to answer. I really, really appreciate the comments, the questions. Um, I had one reel that got you know, some, some negative feedback, which I was not expecting, but, uh, but it's a good opportunity for conversation too. Um, and it would, you'll just have to go and look at my reels if you want to see which one, which one got all the hate online. It's not really hate, but it got a lot of, uh, things taken out of context just for my own doing because I edited the video in such a way that things were out of context. So that's that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. We'll record it. We'll put it up as a reel and post and all that good stuff that I um, don't know how to do, but luckily Tasia does. So yay for Tasia. Uh, thanks so much guys. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and got a little bit out of it. Hopefully a little nugget of information here or there. And we will see you on the next episode.